Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Table Talk, discussions of church, theology, and culture. My name is Luke Burrow. I'm the Family and Ministry Coordinator here at CBC Elderton. With me, as always, is our lead pastor, Andrew Hall. You're joining us now for episode five in our nine-part series of Growing in the church and you can all see the episode title this week we're going to be talking about growing in hospitality in some ways this is a a bit of a continuation of what we were talking about last week of growing in service and there nearer to the end andrew you discussed uh, first corinthians 13 you discussed the the importance of as we use our gifts and as we serve the apostle paul is very clear that love needs to be the the motivation for those things and so i think a good question for us to start out with in this episode on growing in hospitality is uh, what is what is a way that i can practically show this kind of love that paul talks about to others <laughs> the simple answer is hospitality yeah. um it's almost the, like we planned that yeah almost the the reason hospitality is an act of love is that um sharing um and, and specifically when i talk about hospitality here i'm thinking about welcoming people and enjoying life in such a way that there is a an environment of openness and it often happens around sharing your home and uh, welcoming people to to uh, stay in your home and to eat around your table it's really really hard to stay angry with someone mm. when you're sharing food with them yeah it's at least very awkward it's a very silent meal Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we're losing in north american culture people talk about how uh, they're eating around the tv or they're eating in different times we're losing the family meal Mm -hmm. and the family meal is one way of loving your own kids it's loving in your home but it's also this opportunity to bring people in from the outside yeah uh, and get to know them and there's something about sitting around a table and having food um, that that just fosters conversations and you get to know people for who they are. They get to know you in your environment, in your home, and it's an act of love. And if you want to talk about practically loving others, um, we don't have to do very complicated things. It's the, the Christian life is actually made up of some very simple things like having people into your home and sitting around a table and sharing food and it's amazing what God can do in that time. Absolutely. And as simple as it may be, it is really becoming increasingly a countercultural thing to do. I, I would hazard a guess that for anybody listening, if you were to invite one of your neighbors over for a meal, that may be the one and only time they've been invited over to a meal at someone else's home in their life. That's not really something that happens a lot, at least in certain certain areas of, of the our culture, you know, maybe if you live out in a more rural community, it's a little different, but city life and suburban life is very uh-huh. much, very much not like that. And so I think, yeah, as simple, simple as it may be, it, it can be very powerful and the Lord can really use it. And I, I also appreciate, Andrew, your definition of hospitality as focusing on welcoming other people mm-hmm. in because we, we think of hospitality it, often when we use that word, I think what comes into everybody's mind is I, I set out a table full of food. I had a meal. 
And that's what hospitality is. But to, to broaden the definition out a little bit more is helpful because you can be hospitable in other ways that don't involve your home. It often does, but I can think about uh, in the church context as well. When, when my wife and I visited this church for the first time, what we experienced was hospitality on the part of the congregation of the moment the service ended, the person in front of us whipped around and said, hey, you, you're new here. I've never met you before. And let's, <laughs> let's talk. Welcome. It was very welcoming. And that, that's one way I think that churches that sort of understand hospitality well really show that not only in their individual lives and their homes, but also in the, the corporate gathering. The principle of hospitality is, it is so rooted in the gospel uh, Paul says in Romans 15, I think it's verse seven, that you're to welcome one another just as God in Christ has welcomed you. Mm-hmm. Some translations have it as uh, accept one another or receive one another. But the idea is God has welcomed us. He has accepted us. He has invited us. And and the picture of the Old Testament, David, Psalm 23, you prepare a table before me mm-hmm. and, and there's this feast and, and God welcomes you to the table. Revelation 3, uh, the church of Laodicea, uh, Jesus is knocking on the door. He is he's inviting the Laodiceans to, to eat with him. The marriage supper of the lamb is the ultimate cul- uh, culmination of, of God's hospitality that we don't just have this, this relationship with God that is, is distant and remote. What we have is a God who welcomes us to sit at the table and to feast with him in, in that spiritual sense. So when we're thinking about hospitality, um, it really is being welcomed in, received and accepted. And this means we do this as individuals. We, I, I know um, one of our elders, he's really working to create yeah. a culture of hospitality. And what he means by that is that we want people when they walk in the door, when they're seated, when they're here, that they feel welcomed, invited, that they know that they can belong here. Um, you just think, what's it like being a stranger in a home? And, and it feels... I don't quite know the rules. I don't quite know where I fit. And what a good host does is they help you to feel right at home. And, uh, and, and that's what we want as, as individuals. And that's what we want as the local church. And rooting this in Romans 15, seven, this idea that we welcome others as Christ has welcomed us. It brings us back to really something we've been saying every single episode and something we'll continue to say. We just talked about service and we spent a lot of time in that episode, uh, last episode, talking about how we we only serve because God has first served us. We, we, in this case, what Romans 15 says is that we welcome others because Christ has welcomed us. And in all of these cases, this is something you'll hear from us over and over and over again, is that it always starts with God. It always starts with him taking the initiative towards us and in whatever way we are growing, serving, whatever it is we're doing, it's, it's always done by the strength that is given to us. And so Andrew, for those listening who want to grow in hospitality, who don't really know where to start, but would, would like to, uh, what, what words would you have? What, what suggestions would you have? 
So uh, I'll, I'll split this up into two parts. Uh, one part will think about uh, God's hospitality and the other part is then we'll think about ours. Um, throughout the Bible, what God does is he covenants to be with his people and that he would be their God and that we would be his people. Mm-hmm. From, uh, from, from the time of Exodus, uh, when God gives the law, uh, what's amazing is that when God gives the law, Exodus 20, he gives the law and then he invites uh, Moses and the, the elders of Israel to a feast yeah. on the mountain, Exodus 24. It's a covenant meal. Um, this is what the Lord's Supper is intended to reflect. Yeah. It's intended to reflect a covenant meal of hospitality. Um, and so we think of God inviting us, welcoming us. Uh, practically, what does that mean for us then? It just means... Uh, that we commit to other people, that we we love other people, that we open up our homes. Um, I remember reading an article. I think it was in Leadership Today years and years ago. It was called Martha Stewart in the in the Parsonage, something like that. Mm. Um, and uh, obviously, Martha Stewart uh, might be a little bit more distant to some of our listeners, but she had this idea of just beautifying your home and yep. making everything lovely. And and so often, what people have are these expectations of um, excellence. Yep. Uh, and so they put a lot of pressure on themselves. But the reality is that what you simply have to do is just open your home, keep it simple, start with basic things. You can plan ahead. Um, there's nothing hard about making some extra soup or having a couple of extra uh, uh place settings thrown out, having more food than, than you anticipated on, a let's say, a Sunday. Um, keep it simple. You don't have to have your house being immaculate. It doesn't have to be all spick, uh, spick and span. It just has to be you welcoming people. Now, obviously, if your home is, is messy and dirty, that's going to be a distraction. It's not going to be a welcoming environment. But don't spend all of your energy thinking it's got to be perfection. The goal is not perfection. The goal is build a relationship as you sit and just remove the distractions. So if that means you've got dishes in the sink, throw a tea towel over them, cover them up. You know, don't don't let shame hinder you. Mm-hmm. Um, plan ahead. Think about who can I invite over. Keep it simple. Start small. Start with just a, a light meal or, or a refreshment. We have one of our neighbors over frequently, and we just have coffee on the back deck. It's that simple. That's yeah. hospitality. Uh, she loves it. And uh, she's always eager for us to, to have a little bit more time together. Um, and, and I would say that part of it is... Uh, we're tempted to invite people who are just like us, but yeah. in the body of Christ, I think it's good to get to know people who aren't like you. And what that does is it fosters and builds love because your common connection is not your ethnicity. It's not your socioeconomic status. It's not your employment or vocation. It's Jesus Christ. And when you get together with people, it's a simple thing. It's just starting by getting to know someone getting to know who they are. And it can even result in opportunities for evangelism by opening, like like we do, just getting to know our next door neighbors and, and having a coffee out on the back deck in the summer and just 
simple conversations, and it's amazing the things that come up in just every ordi- everyday ordinary life. Mm-hmm. And the the things that you're talking about, the keeping it simple, keeping it small, not expecting perfection, in, in many ways highlights, I think, that there there is a way in which our cultural understandings of hospitality have seeped in in an unhelpful way to our understanding of what hospitality is. Certainly, I said earlier, there's not a lot of hospitality going on generally in the world in many in many areas of culture. But when there are, when you hear about people hosting dinner parties or having mm. people over for holiday parties, it's all about really as the host, what is the impression that I'm putting off? What's It's, it's all about status and it's all about Sort of, what are people thinking of me as I host this party? How can mm-hmm. I make it extravagant? Who can I invite? There, there's a very sort of selfish element to it. And there, there's also very much a, a performative mm-hmm. element to it. You can read articles online of how to throw a perfect dinner party. And this is this is a very, very common thing. It's all very Instagram-y, Pinterest-y. <laughs> and that, that can be really unhelpful for us, especially for those who see that all of the time. That, that can lead to incredibly high expectations for, for hospitality in our lives in the church that well, I think will often just paralyze people completely. Absolutely. And and part of what people are starting to do then is, well, I, I can't open up my home, so we'll just go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And and that's not the same. That's not hospitality. Yeah. Um, you're not opening up yourself. There's something about opening up your own home because you're inviting someone into your world and your life. Mm. It's a, an aspect of vulnerability. Yeah. And it's amazing what that aspect of vulnerability can do by opening yourself up. It allows someone else to open up in a way that you just don't in a restaurant. You don't when you have the perfect dinner party. Yeah. There's something about just simply being you. There's an authenticity. Our, our, our world craves authenticity and you don't have to have the picture perfect home to be authentic. You can be you inviting people in. Absolutely. I can say from personal experience, the, the times where we've enjoyed hospitality, some, some of the times that we've enjoyed it the most have come from people that have really just invited us into their normal everyday life and you know they would have lots of kids and there would be toys everywhere and the kitchen wasn't quite clean and it was all a bit of a mess but people were happy to just have us into their home and into their everyday rhythms and we we really really enjoyed that now to be sure uh, there are people in the church who are particularly gifted mm-hmm. for hospitality and this goes back to something we talked about last episode is there are people who are particularly gifted, but that doesn't mean you have to be gifted to show hospitality. And we're grateful for those who are particularly gifted, and, but, but we don't want to look to them and see that, that that's the standard by which uh, that we need to reach that standard in order to be hospitable. I certainly don't think that's the case. This was a pretty heavy emphasis uh, in one of my previous churches. We had one pastor who taught a lot about hospitality and he really emphasized this, keep it simple and smart, start small. He, he would even say, honestly, you could ask people to bring their own food. Yeah. Like if you have a sink with some water and some cups, you can say, Hey, you know what? Everyone swing by whatever fast food restaurant you want, grab some food, just come hang out at my house. Like it doesn't, it, it can be as simple as you want it to be because it's, it's not about the performance. It's, it's about, like you say, it's about welcoming people into your life, 
it's about that vulnerability of this is my life, this is my home, join me in it. And it, it can be truly as simple as you want it to be. The reason Paul suggests that a, an elder in a church needs to be hospitable in 1 Timothy 3 is that the, the, the ministry of the gospel is not contained to teaching. An elder is the, the thing that makes an elder distinct from a deacon. Uh, there's two things. He, he is one who is able to teach, but he is also one who is able to be hospitable. Yeah. Because what being an elder is about is being uh, reflecting gospel ministry in word and in deed. And that aspect of, of deed is primarily shown through hospitality. And it's amazing to me that it, it doesn't take a lot, but you can really connect with people in incredible ways and grow in hospitality um, by opening your home. And so uh, before we get to our resources, which we will soon, one more question is then to go off what you just said, how can hospitality help us grow? So hospitality can help me grow by first, it, it can create an environment that's comfortable for me uh, because I'm in my own home. So I don't have to feel this pressure. And what I can do is I can, in the natural environment, the relaxed environment of my home, I can have simple conversations. But you have to be a little bit intentional. Uh, hospitality is not just about food. It's not just about opening your home. It's about asking people questions about themselves and their spiritual walk. And so I would say uh, a, there are some good questions that you can simply ask people is, how did you get connected to our church? What's, you, what's your experience of Christianity? Uh, it, it can give you opportunities to grow in evangelism. Uh, you don't have to have some programmatic formulaic conversation about Jesus. It's amazing that when you invite someone into your home, uh, they're opening up, you're opening up. Uh, an unbeliever, it creates an opportunity for evangelism because like you said, we're, we're being countercultural. This isn't normal. And what happens is people experience this incredible blessing of being invited and welcomed in in a way that that's just not, that's just not the norm in our mm -hmm. culture. And so coming to the end of this episode, we always like to give resources. What, I know you're bringing a few resources to the table here for our listeners. What, what have you got this week, Andrew? Yeah, I think one of the most modern examples of hospitality, uh, it comes from Rosaria Butterfield. Her book is called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. And in it, she talks about how she came to faith. She was a... Uh, lesbian, uh, uh, feminist professor, and uh, a pastor invited into her into his home with his wife, and they had conversations. And just these simple times of talking about the Lord, um, it, it really opened her up to the Christian faith. Um, I would say another person who does this well, um, so Rosaria Butterfield, the gospel comes with a house key. Uh, Francis Schaefer is a guy who does this too, Labrie. Um, if you yeah. if you hear about Francis Schaefer, that's what he and his wife Edith would continually do is just have people over and sit around the table. And then finally, uh, one that talks specifically about um, hospitality in terms of its uh, evangelistic context uh, is a man by the name of Alexander Strauch, S-T- 
R-A-U-C-H, Alexander Strauch, The Hospitality Commands. It's a tiny little book. It's short, but he really makes it clear that hospitality in the New Testament was primarily an evangelistic tool. It was about having strangers. You didn't have an inn. And so you you welcomed people when they were traveling uh, into your home. And it was a great way to testify to the gospel. And what it did as well in the New Testament times was it created opportunities for uh, believers to um, host um, missionaries and itinerant evangelists so that they could further their ministry and further the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's another great opportunity in terms of just continually um, just growing in hospitality and evangelism. Two other resources that I uh, have in mind. Uh, one is not specifically about hospitality, but very much uh, involves it. This is a book called Everyday Church by Tim Chester and Steve Timmis. And this is a book that talks about how in today's kind of modern Western culture, the, the idea of hosting these big evangelistic events and just attracting people to the church is not really, it doesn't work the same way it would have decades ago. And they, they make an, an argument for believers being uh, radically hospitable by forming gospel communities, by being just involved in the lives of their, their neighbors in this kind of way that we're, we're talking about. They, they, they have this, this vision for, for the church being the, this hospitable place that goes out into the community that has the community that welcomes in the community in a way that isn't, isn't just a big attractional church event. So that, that's one book that we can recommend. It's called Everyday Church. The, the other is a book that more specifically talks about hospitality and spends a lot of time going through the Bible from the Old Testament to the New, really looking at all of the places where we see hospitality in the Bible. This is, this is a book that has, has been titled with a, with a bit of a, how would I say it? Uh, just a, a, a one that's meant to grab some attention. The, a tongue in cheek. A, bit. a little tongue in cheek. The, the title is Saved by Faith and Hospitality by Joshua Jip. And this, I guess, is a quote from uh, some old uh, church history letters. There, there are a couple of places in some apocryphal books that talk about how Abraham was saved by faith and hospitality. This certainly isn't uh, spiritually unorthodox in, in any way, but this is a, a book that really emphasizes the importance of God's hospitality that breaks it down all throughout scripture and then helps us understand how we as Christians can be hospitable in light of God's hospitality seen throughout both the Old and New Testament. So Saved by Faith and Hospitality by Joshua Jip. And with that, I believe we are now at the end of our episode, episode five, Growing in Hospitality. Thank you all for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again next week where we're going to talk a little more about giving, growing in generosity. You can look forward to that episode next week. We look forward to seeing all you all there. Have a wonderful week, everybody.